With the holidays around the corner, now's your chance to save time and money at Safeway Stock Up Sale. Plus, earn four times gas reward points on participating items. Look for tags on items like Honey Nut Cheerios. Select varieties are four for eight dollars with your club card. And select varieties of Betty Crocker Cake Mix, Brownie Mix, or Frosting are ten for ten dollars with your club card. Maximum gas reward at participating Sunoco stations is twenty cents per gallon and one dollar per gallon at Safeway stations in a single fill of up to twenty-five gallons. Other restrictions, limitations, and exclusions apply. For complete details, go to Safeway.com. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. People with jobs, people without jobs, welcome into the Locks on Mavericks podcast. My name is Mike Marshall at Machine Sports on Twitter. Uh, if you will, you can follow me there. My co-host is uh, Jacob Kemp, not Jack Kemp, on Twitter. Hello, friend. Have you spent the entire morning listening to Dwight Yoakam and uh, checking out Draft Express, or is that just me? <laughs> no, I actually we had to watch this game. Oh no! Since it was uh, it was baseball time last night, but yeah, it really go was. Back, go back and watch it this morning, and boy, uh, the gulf in excitement between the two sporting events I consumed could not have been larger. <laughs> this is like a crush film. This was like the the oddest thing that I had to watch. I, I was working at Fox last night, yeah, um, editing the game, and I got assigned to Mavericks. And I swear to God, like usually, like, I don't know, end of the first quarter, like we'll start putting stuff in the rundown. Like, uh, oh, here's some good, here's a good run or some good plays mm-hmm. or, uh, or uh, you know, there's some stuff we want to show on the postgame show. And uh, I swear to God, not one line item got entered until nine minutes into the fourth quarter. Yeah, well, uh, that pretty much makes sense. But yeah, we're it's, here every day. Uh, we are. The day after games, these – I think today should be particularly short because I'm kind of at a loss. Um, and it's not – you're not going to be able to say too much more until we have a few more games. But it is, it's going to be a feat for them to get themselves out of this hole. Um, the schedule coming out of the gate is not all that tough, um, you know, games what like how many games they're playing and, and back-to-backs or anything. But the difficulty is pretty – significant so maybe that's one light in the tunnel but uh yeah we appreciate you listening whether you're you know on the lunch break maybe you didn't watch the Mavericks game last night at all because you were watching the Jazz and that's what we're here for but uh so Dirk was back yeah or 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 was he (laughs) well obviously I was kind of banking on rest but if you want to spin it any way you you want you could also say that he was rusty I guess Ooh, you switched the E to a U totally different storyline that's right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but yeah, he, he, he was, was he was garbage last night yeah like 4 there's... 14 not, none of his threes hit two of two I believe two of his threes rimmed out like real close yeah and then one of the ones he hit was just after the shot clock mm-hmm, they, they yeah. went in so it just they took that one away. Like, yeah, on every level, it was just not their night. Yeah, uh, but and two two of his buckets were really weird, like dives to the basket when people were like, "No, he's not going to run to the rim." Oh, he just ran to the rim, got himself an and one. He did. That was pretty. That was pretty sick. 
But uh, he does look stiff, man. He does. Yeah. He's like constantly been shedding weight over the last couple of years to, you know, just uh, accommodate how old he is and his muscles getting smaller or weaker. So he's naturally just shedding weight. But, dude, at some point during the games, like, he looks like an old sickly man <laughs> just kind of wobbling around out there. It's sad. It really is. And he deserves better than this. And this was like a bad effort game. This was a bad execution game. There was like one moment uh, late in the third quarter that this looked like actual basketball being played from the Mavericks end. And uh, I guess we can try and make this interesting and try and, try and find some uh, cool things to talk about. But um, the 19-2 to run, end of the third, start of the fourth, I don't take a, a lot of um, pride in that because the Jazz thought they could sneak Jeff Withy onto, onto the court in an NBA game. For like a five a five minute stretch with Joe Ingles, yeah, with Joe Ingles or Ingles or however you want to say it, yeah. At the same time, they thought they could get away with it, and Dwight Powell and the Mavs were like, "Come on, man, no, that ain't working." But uh, yeah, zero and four. Here we are, uh, a loss in Utah, eighty one to ninety seven. Which I think and- they're good. You know, it's not that I it's not that I don't think Utah is good. I think I mean I think they're going to finish top four in the West. It's that. Yeah. They're without Hayward. They're on the second night of a back-to-back, and you had four days rest, or three anyway. So it's not that I don't – I don't think they've lost to a team that they're better than yet. Exactly. Uh, it's just that that isn't good enough because, uh, you know, you, you figure just the law of averages, you're going to get a couple, and mm-hmm. then you're dealing a team without their best players. So the, I think the if you want to continue to spin zone positive, the fact is, is Harrison Barnes – and his offensive game is the least of your worries right now. Oh, yeah. Harrison yeah. Barnes looks confident. And even whenever he misses shots, his uh, he, he's – I don't, wouldn't necessarily say attacking, mm-hmm. but he doesn't look quite as indecisive as I remember him looking before. Right. No, there's no hesitation there. He's stepping into shots. He knows, like, the one thing that he's going to do with the with this possession, and he knows – uh, the counter that he's going to try if they overplay one way or the other. So he hasn't been a problem. And for once last night, I actually liked the way West played. Um, he just tried to fit in. Uh, granted, there was nothing going on on offense. <laughs> but I was I was kind of glad he didn't like try and take 25 shots yesterday uh, and try and get them out of that rut that they were in for, I don't know, <laughs> let's say 40 minutes of the basketball game. Um, West finished 4 of 9, 3 of 5 from 3 with only 12 points. But I felt like... He was more fitting into a role that they need him to be in instead of um, being their primary scorer or even like a uh, a secondary ball handler. I just want him to stand out there, knock down threes, post up dudes maybe once a quarter, and we'll be fine with that, with that contribution from him. Granted, Dirk gets right uh, in the foreseeable future. And... Um, and granted that uh, they don't shoot like complete ass like they did last night, especially from three. Yeah, that's uh, the one that killed you because uh, we called for – we wanted to see the idea of Matthews, Anderson, and Barnes on the floor last night, and we did mm-hmm. for a total of eight minutes, and they were not very good. Yeah. Um, but that's also mainly because they were awful from three, and you've got three guys out there in that lineup – that you think can probably do some damage from three, and they were all, uh, at least in that stretch of the game, not good. Yeah. The other thing is, they had 22 drives charted last night. 
Mm. In game one, Berea had 20. Wow. Uh, if you just – so going into uh, – on the season, I think they're at 28 uh, for their average. But in game one, it was closer to 35. So really, if you take game one out, last night might be more representative of what we're going to see them do mm-hmm. on average. And that is they cannot get to the rim. They have no, no one. They have Absolutely no one that can not. get to the rim. Yep. Yeah, and uh... – to follow up on that, they ran pick and roll 31 times last night. Or they, they got 31 points off, off pick and roll possessions last night. In that first game, when Berea checked in, uh, this is before I had like the synergy stats and I was just charting on my own. I wrote down 20 points off pick and roll in the second quarter alone in game one. Yeah. And they had 31 as a team last night. That ain't going to work, man. You got to be effective. Like you have so few advantages on this with this roster, with this lack of like plus plus players, two way players, that you have to hyper focus and just keep picking nits at the things that you're good at. And they did none of that last night, dude. That was uninspired. That was half assed. I had but Bo- Bo- so- got destroyed at the rim a couple times, dude. He's secretly kind of been butt. And he um, also is a dirty player, which we yeah, do. That, but when you see it in person, you're like, right. there's like screens that are like you sliding over your shoulder a little bit, and then there's elbow so, elbowing someone in the face. Yeah, uh, yeah, like winging them. Yeah, he. Whenever he starts getting frustrated, like you're not, it's not going to be like an unknown thing. He's going to make his frustration known. And also, like I like the way he screens, obviously. But whenever your offense is so dead. And he's turning the ball over like two to three times a game by setting illegal screens and just stopping plays before they even get started. Dude, that's real detrimental. That's more detrimental than you think. That's like a, that's like a holding call in football where you just go, ah, it happens all the time. But it's it kills your offense, man, when you're giving up turnovers uh, off of just like procedure stuff. Um, so I looked up some stats about um, – because I didn't feel like the Mavs had uh, led at any point in these first four games. <laughs> Um, and uh, I was wrong. They've led for – so they played 17 quarters total now, so four, uh, 16 regular and then that 10-minute overtime, and uh, or whatever it is, five-minute overtime. Mm-hmm. Um, and so out of 17 quarters, would you like to guess how many quarters of that 17 have they led at any point? Two? That's not a bad guess. It is four. Okay. Four of 17 quarters they've led at any point. And well, one of, one of them was the Berea dis- three in Indiana. Okay, because I was going to say – That put uh, them up for like half a second. And then the other one was the beginning of the second game uh, in, in Houston where they led 9-6. See, my, so, guess, my guess was going to be that it was 2-0. <laughs> well, yeah, you get up 2 nothing. Then it counts. Uh, yeah, exactly. And then it pops up on my radar whenever I go to uh, Event Finder on Basketball Reference. But outside of that, man, it's the first and second quarters of the uh, the very first Houston game, and they have and not led in. They led for like one second in a second half this year. I, I guess they have. A, they're good enough to where they can. But I guess you could say this probably about all, but about six NBA teams to where they're going to be able to make runs like they did last night, where they actually were getting stops and mm-hmm. they were getting stops and getting out and scoring quick. And it's 15-2 to two to close the third. I think they scored the first four points of the fourth, and now it's a four-point game. Yep. But it's just you can't sustain it. You are out of gas. The other team, you really only got that because, as you were saying, 
The Jazz had gone to a deep version of their bench, and uh, it's an even deeper version of their bench because they're hurt. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's just enough, just like in Houston where they were down 10 in the fourth or more than that at one point, I think, and ended up being it, – it, the game is one on the free throw line with 1.4 seconds left or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's almost – it's almost just enough to mislead you, but I'm saying don't buy it. They're bad. Yeah. Okay, so quick question. Are you m- more worried about the uh, the stagnant look that the offense has, or are you more more worried about them not being able to keep anybody out of the paint? Uh, I think that the defense actually looked better last night. Um, now, I don't know, like, you know, that's relative to the first few games. I'd say I'm probably more worried about the offense because I'm worried about Dirk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And their uh, their preferred starting unit, which everyone knows, Darren, Wes, uh, Barnes, Dirk, and Bogut. They've played 18 minutes together now. Uh, so it's not a huge sample size, obviously. But it's, a, uh, it's something. So there's 18 minutes there that they've been on the court together. They have a 61.8 offensive rating and a 113 defensive rating for the unit that you're going to roll out for the first five minutes of games. It's a net 51-9. <laughs> they have a 38% rebound percentage, so they're getting destroyed on the glass. Like, that is a whacking, dude. If, you only get, if you're only catching 38% of available rebounds, it's incredible. And here's a normal Mavs first quarter for you by the numbers. It is 21 points, 89.5 offensive rating, 42% from the field, three and a half turnovers, a negative 5.5 point differential. So you're spotting them almost six points, um, 47% uh, 47% assist percentage. I'll give you a reference for that. Last year, their uh, their possessions, all of their possessions together, how many were assisted? 59.2%. They're not sh- they're not sharing the ball. They're not, you know, getting it to open people or getting it to people cutting at the basket. And they're not rebounding the ball. The rebound percentage is 44 in first quarters. It was 48 on the aggregate for last year. So, I don't know how you fix all that at once. (laughs) Well, you're not going to fix it all at once. All you can hope for is the uh, fact that you did replace two of your five starters on offense, or not on offense, two of your five starters, that's going to affect your offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're relying on a second-year player semi-heavily off the bench. You're still kind of relying on a guy who is aging in Berea the most heavily off the bench. Mm-hmm. You're relying on Dwight Powell, who's a second-round pick in his third year, who maybe there's promise. but um, So the guys on the bench are young, and the guys in the starting lineup are – new yeah so it may it would make sense to think that they're going to get better as they go along but if you start out this poorly even if you get better they're going to end up not being able to climb their way out of this and you know to wrap up the the interesting thing about this is going to be once they start to put it together and they like claw back to 500 but it's february Mm. you're going to be looking at those draft boards thinking well why are we even doing this yeah yeah, that's – I mean, last night as I'm sitting there staring at the television and there's nothing um, that really uh, catches my attention or worth looking at, I genuinely started drifting off into who's a free agent this summer, who's a restricted free agent, um, which 
which one of the point guards in the draft uh, would I would I like to get with the tenth overall pick? And it's game four, dude. They've played so <laughs> they've played so stinking bad uh, through four games, and it's such a mess that the only sustainable or like a repeatable trick that they have on offense is a Berea, uh, Dirk pick and pop, and or Dar- Darren trying to go God mode and yeah. uh, achieving it like every once in a while. So man, they need to have like I guarantee you. Rick Rick was a Rick was pretty salty last night. Um, not in what he said. He said like if you just read the transcript, um, it wouldn't it wouldn't pop off the page to you. But dude, he's like already tired of this s. <laughs> and the threat of zero and five is right here. They play Friday uh, at the American Airlines Center against the uh, Portland Trailblazers, which they will lose because Portland's just a better team. And if you told me like they lost all four of these like the first four games, I probably wouldn't freak out. Um, if you like didn't tell me score or tell me, you know, any details, but having watched such half-assed basketball for basically, I don't know, uh, 2.5, um, two and a half games of the four games that they played, I feel really, really down about this team right now. Yeah. Well, they're eventually going to play teams that we actually think are worse than them. And hopefully those will hit during a time where they've coalesced a little bit more and they can... I'm not throwing in the towel yet, but I am about I am about a week into what will be about three weeks. At that point, I'll probably say, "Hey, uh, let's uh, let's start drinking before we do this podcast, even if it's in the morning." <laughs> a little Irish coffee. Yeah, why not? <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, we'll catch you uh, next Monday, Jacob. Thank you for your time. Yes, sir. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.